So friends, this uh, past week I was on a Habitat for Humanity mission trip with about 20 of our students and so we drove through the night on uh, Friday night, uh, getting back here about 9 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning. And at about 4 a.m. on the drive, I was really bored and had some students that were up. So I said, guys, help me with uh, my homily for this weekend. Um, I said, I haven't looked at the readings. So did a, you know, one of the students read the readings out. And I said, what do you guys think? And they literally came up with nothing. <laughs> and they were like, Father, this is hard. I was like, I know, I do it every week. <laughs> um, and so they didn't help me very much. So I don't know exactly what's going to come out today. Uh, but I just want to share a few thoughts from uh, the readings, one of which, a couple of which relate to some experiences on this uh, mission trip. The first is one thing that they did say. Um, uh, the one young man said, what well, seems all the readings are, are telling us to go to the source itself. Go, to the, go right to the source. And I was thinking about that, and it is true that in, the, in all three readings, there's a sense of that, right? There's, um, the Jews uh, are kind of looking in the wrong places, right? They're complaining. And, and Moses, you can tell, is kind of annoyed because the same staff that parted the Red Sea for them to get out of, of Egypt, right? They don't think that that staff has the, the ability, the power, to bring water uh, for them when they're thirsty. And he's, I, I know he's, he's probably annoyed, and so he, he produces water from, from a rock, right? So, in other words, trust the source of divine power, right? Trust the source. In the, in the second reading, we have Paul says, we now, through Jesus' death and resurrection, we now have access to the Father. And I was thinking about the fact that, like, we struggle to get in contact. Like, if you tried right this morning to call, uh, I don't know, Governor DeWine's office, you really wanted to tell him something important, good luck. You know, you would go through, like, 14 different uh, uh, people, and uh, then you try to you try to get a hold of President Biden. You know, you have some things you want to share with him about the country. Uh, you'll never get to the source. And I was thinking, it's crazy. Paul says, um, you have direct access to the God of the universe. But we can't even get direct access to uh, local politicians. But we have direct access through Jesus' death and resurrection to the God of the universe. We can go right to the source. And then finally in the gospel, uh, this woman has this incredible encounter with the source. She's looking for, for the water of satisfaction in all of the wrong places. And she finally meets the one who promises to give her the water that never runs dry. She meets the one who is the source of life-giving uh, water. And so that was one thing. Go to the source. Um, let's, we have to go to Jesus. If we want to be, be tapped in right, to the inexhaustible riches of divine power, we have to go to him as the source of, of that. The second is somewhat related, but it, it is precisely the inexhaustibility of 
the springs of living water. Right? We often, as Jesus says in the gospel, if you drink the water from the well, you're going to get thirsty again. If we seek any of the things of this world as our ultimate source of satisfaction, we will, we will need more of it to satisfy us. Only Jesus promises the inexhaustibility of the springs of living water, which is, of course, the gift of his spirit, the gift of his presence within us. Everything else dries up. Right? There was a funny moment this week on the trip. Uh, they try to, uh, they want to do something fun every night after work days. So we do different things. But Wednesday, they wanted to swim, and so, but we were kind of far from the ocean. So they went to this living spring uh, about 45 minutes from the, where we were staying. And I was kind of sick of them at this point. So I stayed back at the uh, compound, which I'm glad I did because they didn't bother to check. I think they thought that the spring would never uh, run dry, uh, but they drove 45 minutes and found out that the spring was closed. Okay. Not because the spring had dried up, but because it was in a park and the park was closed. You know? So then they came back and it was poor planning, but I wasn't involved so I didn't feel bad about it. Uh, and so I was reflecting on the fact that here the spring was closed, but Jesus is saying that my spring of living water is never closed. It never dries up. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like we think that. We get stale in our relationship with God, which I think means something about us. I don't think it means something about God. I think it means we're not being receptive and attentive and perceptive enough to the riches that he wants to give us. Like, if we're finding God's word and God's movements within us as stale, as, ah, it's always the same, there's, the, the problem's with us. The problem's not with that God's riches and God's springs of living water are drying up or are, are lessening or diminishing. It's that we're not being open enough and, and, and prayerfully reflective enough and spiritually receptive enough to what he wants to give us. Right? If we ever find ourselves stale, right, he says, my spring's still flowing. It's flowing, it's oversaturated if, you're, if you will avail yourself of those opportunities. Sometimes I think we get that way with mass and with the scriptures, and we think, oh, it's just the same every time. Um, we get this sense of, of, of staleness, of, of sort of boredom. And I think Jesus wants to remind us with this uh, story that, no, 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 my, my living water never dries up. It's always there. We can never exhaust uh, the various ways in which God wants uh, to encounter us. The final uh, thing I, I'll note is over the next three weeks, we hear these really long gospels. Okay, so just, just uh, buckle up, okay, for... <laughs> We hear three really long Gospels in year A in third, fourth Sunday, and uh, fifth Sunday of Lent. Um, but I want you to pay attention to one dynamic that uh, as my scripture teacher pointed out to me in seminary. Was in each of the passages, there is a group of people that is completely uh, unaware of what is going on. and they're So in this passage, the disciples are obsessed with lunch. They're obsessed with lunch. They, they leave for lunch, which is why they miss this encounter with the woman at the well. It says it was noon. 
The disciples had gone off to lunch. Okay? Then they come back from lunch, and they're obsessed with lunch. Okay? They're like, Jesus, there's something wrong with Jesus. Did somebody buy him lunch? Uh, they're, they're, if you reread the passage now, you'll find that they are so obsessed with food, with physical food, that they are missing what Jesus is trying to teach the Samaritan woman them about the inexhaustibility of not, not physical food and drink, but of spiritual food and drink. Right? Next week, pay attention, you'll find that in the man born blind, everyone is obsessed with his physical blindness. And Jesus is trying to teach them a lesson about spiritual blindness. And then in the Lazarus account in two Sundays, you'll find that everyone in the story is obsessed with physical death. And Jesus is the only one talking about the resurrection. And so you get these, these dynamics in which John, I think, is trying to tell us that we are often those clueless people. That there's all these incredible encounters, divine encounters going on around us, and we're concerned about lunch. We're, we're, we're obsessed with trivial, stupid things. We're, we're our attention's on the periphery. Like, on, we're just missing the forest for the trees. And I think in all three accounts that the John's reminding us, like, would you pay attention? If you would have just not gone to lunch, you would have witnessed this incredible encounter of Jesus with this woman, which this woman found the intimacy that she had not found with six men right, in, this, in this gospel. She found the intimacy with the one who is the divine source of love. And so I think that's a call over the next few weeks. Pay attention to that dynamic. That, and I think it's, it's true in our own lives. We can just be, um, we can have, uh, I was, somebody used the phrase spiritual attention deficit disorder. We can, we can just miss what's going on because we just are all focused sometimes on, on all the wrong things. So friends, uh, this, uh, these readings, I think, give us um, uh, the, uh, the challenge this week to go to the source because the source is inexhaustible, right? We, we've got to keep trying to tap in to that source of water, not of physical water, but of the, the power of God's spirit and to be attentive uh, to the ways in which uh, God is calling us to encounter him and to encounter our neighbor in our ordinary daily lives.